Greetings and warm welcome to this midweek service as we continue with the series End of the Age Prophetic Timeline. We're so glad that you can be a part of the service tonight as we continue with this marvelous series that the prophet started us on. We're so glad we've been seeing miracles on top of miracles, deliverance from self last week. If you haven't had an opportunity, take a few moments and go back after the service and watch that delivery from Sunday. We're so glad that the Lord has finally made this possible tonight. My name is Pastor Karamba, joined by Pastor Chikuri, and in a few moments, the prophet will be leading us on. Shalom, man of God. Shalom, Pastor Karamba. We're so excited. We are we're back. Back to the series. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, obviously more services, more information, mm-hmm. more impartation, and what an opportunity we're getting from the voice. Mm-hmm getting to hear from our Father once again midweek and uh, getting to understand a lot of questions have been raised. When is the rapture? (laughs) The firstborn. Mm. The only begotten. And uh, that information is coming to us from a man that I believe understands and appreciates the seasons and the times more than anybody else. Yes. And uh, what an opportunity. Mm. I... I love the arrangement of the offerings or the deliveries that uh, our Father has been giving us. When we left this series, um, the last teaching was on the greater reward, being Jesus. And upon being introduced to Jesus, Jesus did what he does best. (laughs) He changes lives. And it makes miracles happen. So we, we've been seeing the hand of God and testimonies have been coming through from the many miracles that have been happening. We encourage you to make use of the details on your screen and send your testimonies. Video format, audio format, we want to celebrate with you what the Lord is doing in your life. Indeed, like what Pastor Columbus just said, I think it's very important that we share those testimonies and mm-hmm. get to understand what God is doing in our midst. But I think one of the most important things that we need to understand even as we proceed with the journey, as our Father continues to minister, you will realize that no matter how much information our Father gives to us, it comes back to Jesus. And uh, you talked about the great reward. You will realize that this journey, like I said before, take the teachings from the Old Testament, our Father's teaching in as far as understanding the prophets of the Old Testament Mm -hmm. and understanding the prophets of the New Testament as well. You will realize the focus is one, Jesus Christ. And our Father is taking us there through the word. And one of the most difficult things I think to do as a minister of the word is to align scripture to the current settings of the environment Mm -hmm. and come up with Jesus as the focus. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes for you, for one to be relevant according to general understanding on our, our understanding now, let me call it that way. It's very difficult to interpret what is taking place in our environment, take scripture and have Jesus as a focus mm. or the ultimate or the apex of the message. Mm. And our father is doing exactly that. Interpreting the events, mm. taking us back to the cross, mm. taking us back to Jesus mm. and what a way he's doing it. Indeed. We are here tonight and 
I believe it will be fireworks. Mm. Because if you gauge by the testimonies that we're getting, mm. even from the Sunday service like you highlighted, and uh, obviously after the declarations <laughs> that everybody is now trying to listen to every moment, every moment, every moment. And yes. I encourage you to continue doing that. I think it's very important to get to hear your father's voice. Miracles are taking place. Lives are being preserved even in our communities mm. after our father's declarations. And I believe that tonight we are in for a ride. Indeed. So take these few moments now, just before we introduce the great prophet to subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you click on the notification button and you're amongst the first to make sure that whenever the Lord is about to have a special delivery made just for you, you're amongst the first to receive that wonderful package. Now, allow us to take these few moments to introduce our Father. Greetings, our Father. God is blessings upon you and upon our viewers. We receive. Thank you, we receive. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Father. On this wonderful night. Let's get into the word. Yes, thank you, Father. We're looking forward to that. Yes, yes. Father, we thank you again. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you. We know that your grace is sufficient. Your grace is available. Yes. And your love is so far-reaching. Yes. And that's the reason why we are still active and your power is still active. And we thank you even for opening up your heart so that we can have access into your understanding yes. so that our lives can be improved. We thank you for this opportunity again. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Yes, we are back on this uh, uh, wonderful and one of the most outstanding uh, topics in the yes. Word of God, yes. which is the end of the age. And we've placed it under the prophetic timeline. Yes. And we've touched on so many areas so far. Yes, and as a result of that, we've had several questions coming in and, and we are answering most of them as yes, we are going. Yes, but um, today I would want to uh, focus much on a very uh, vital aspect because yeah, I remember last time I tried my best to explain the miracle of transformation where when the trumpet speaks. The great conversion. Yes, when the trumpet speaks and then we are converted mm. into another form and we become different beings from what we once were before. And then we are in a format that is so transferable and it is easy for the Spirit of God to transport us into the heavens where we shall be with him forever. I, there are a few things that I would want to explain there today. Uh, I understand we have some complicated matters that needs to be dealt with in as far as the 
coming of the Antichrist is concerned and the manifestation of his false prophet is concerned. The introduction of the back and of the image and even of the name of the beast is also concerned. We have a lot to to touch on. But briefly tonight, let's focus on the resurrection, the life after this life that we should look up to. Because um, at some point, if you study in the book of Acts, Acts, when you study the book of Acts chapter number 26 and verse number 8, that's not what we are focusing on though. But you find God's Apostle Paul standing before one of the greatest kings of that time. One of the most powerful rulers in that region by the name Agrippa. And then given a chance to present his case, he first of all appreciated that opportunity. And he said to Agrippa, I count it an honor to be given a chance to present my case before you, O King Agrippa. Then after some brief narration and trying to defend his position and why he was even brought before kings and before judges, he zeroed into the core of the matter of all the accusations that were being laid against him. He singled out a particular area called the resurrection of the dead. And then he looked at the king Agrippa right in his eye and he said, uh, why, why, O king Agrippa, should it be thought a thing incredible that God can raise the dead? Why should it be an impossible thing? Why, O King Agrippa? Why? <laughs> why? Ah. Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you mm. that God should raise the dead? <laughs> And you realize that the resurrection of the dead was indeed a complicated matter, even up to now. So many of the people living today, they find it incredible. They find it impossible. 
for the dead to be raised back to life. Hence, when we begin to talk about the end of the age, this is an event that we need to take seriously. But I want to present to you the scripture that we are going to focus much on tonight, which is a letter written by Paul, again, to the Corinthians, first letter, chapter number 15, and verse number 19. First Corinthians 15 and verse number 19. If in this life only, if in this life only, we have hope in Christ, mm -hmm. we are of all men most miserable. Just what it read right there. I want you again to take us through that same passage of scripture while everyone is listening. You make sure that you hear what the writer Paul is saying. Uh -huh. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Now, from the beginning of that passage, the subject was on the resurrection of the dead. And there are people there who were holding on to a view that once you are dead, you are gone, you are, you are, it's over. Nothing comes after that, nothing follows the burial of an individual, it's gone, it's, it's over, it's, it's game over. So he brings up an issue, Paul now takes them back to the preaching that he once gave them where all of the preachers that came were focusing on the resurrection of the Christ, that he indeed died and he was buried and he was raised on the third day by God, who is his father. And then he is trying to remind them of such messages that this is what we have been preaching about. But indeed he died, and then he, indeed he was raised from the dead. Then he says, but if then, if Christ was not raised from the dead, then our preaching was in vain. Then if our preaching was in vain, it also means that your faith is in vain. Because your faith came by hearing. If what you had was in vain, a vain message produces vain faith. If Christ did not rise from the dead, then those that have died in Christ, they have perished. All these verses, you'll find them way before we get to verse number 19. Okay. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. If Christ is not risen, then is our preaching vain, and also your faith is, what? is vain. Yes. Yea, 
and we are found false witnesses. We God. have become false witnesses of God because we were preaching about the resurrection of the Christ. Yes, because yes. we have testified of God. We have testified that he raised up Christ. He raised up Christ from the dead. Whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead raised not. So he did not raise Christ from the dead. If the dead are never to be raised. So he's attacking sort of like saying, if we are never going to be raised from the dead, it also means that it was a lie that Jesus ever was raised from the dead. So he's saying, if indeed Christ was raised from the dead, proof that he came out of the grave after having surely died is that we also have to have the same experience of walking out of our graves at some point. If that doesn't happen, it means he was never raised. What an argument. <laughs> Keep on reading. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Yeah. Ye are yet in your sins. You are still in your sins. So he's not saying, you see, according to Paul, the removal of sins from people is not just covered by the cross. It also has to be covered by the resurrection as well. Mm -hmm. He's saying if he is not raised, so his focus is not just on the death. The argument is not on the death mm -hmm. of the Christ. It mm -hmm. is on the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, if he's not raised, then it means you're still in your sin. Mm -hmm. So to him, the death and the resurrection covers the removal of sin, not just the death. So when you talk about the removal, the remission of sins, it wasn't just his death on the cross. Okay. The resurrection of the Christ must also be included in the remission, in the removal of sins. Mm. So he's saying, if he wasn't raised, you still have your sins on you. Okay? So he's not saying, if Christ didn't die, the subject is not on the death, it is on the resurrection. And he's saying, if you don't believe that he was raised from the dead, then your sins are not removed. Ha! So, if you are ever going to preach about his death, make sure that you mm. bring in the resurrection mm. for that process to be complete. So, you still have your sins on you because he did not rise from the dead. Yes? Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If you believe that we will never come back to life, it also means that those that have slept in Christ have now perished, which makes John 3, 16 a lie again. They have believed in him so that they would not perish and yet these ones have now what? Perished. Uh -huh. Verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. Now he goes to show us that 
there is such a thing as this life. This in particular, the current life that we are living now. And if in this one, we have hope in Christ, if in this one only, only, he can't be talking of this life only, if this is the only life. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, then we are all men the most miserable. <laughs> He's not saying it is wrong for us to have hope in Christ in this life. He says, but if your hope in Christ is only according to this life only, then you are we are the most miserable gathering on the face of the earth. The church is a miserable group of people. So our hope in Christ then must extend. It must go beyond this life only. So we must have, yes, hope in Christ in this life, but not in this life only. Because once we restrict him and we confine him to only this life, that is a miserable thing for us to do. So Christ must cover this life and also the life to come. And the life to come is lived in this life. It is in this life that we choose life. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Oh, so if he's talking about having hope in Christ, even in the life to come, the hope that we must have in Christ that covers the, the life to come, that hope must be exercised in this life, not in the life to come. We don't get born again in the life to come. We get born again in this life. So we make decisions concerning the life to come in this life. Mm. Now, what are we talking about? What I would want you to also understand is the fact that whether you are dead or you are alive and you're active. Paul says, we shall all be transformed. We shall all be changed, whether dead or alive. Now, the coming of our Lord and Savior so close so close and the people who are dead have a better understanding of this prophetic timeline 
what they don't have is means of communication or communicating with the living to confirm that their return to their physical bodies is so close. Because when you are dead and you are in the land of the dead and you monitor activities and movements, it is easy for you to tell that there is a journey ahead of us soon. Mm. It's easy for you to know that there's some kind of preparation we have been resting for years and years and years. Some have been dead for 2,000 years. But suddenly, you, you feel it. Mm. You can see there is an arrangement There is a journey ahead of us. One of these days, we are going somewhere. Mm. So the dead actually have enough time to even prepare for their resurrection. Mm. More than the time and the chance that we have, we the living have, mm. to prepare for our um, translation. translation. Okay. Because the dead are even much closer to the agenda. They have access to movements in the spirit, like I've said. Yes. So they know we are almost about to be raised from the dead. But for them to then communicate with the living, guys, if you see us coming and we are going to get into our physical bodies that we once had, you have to also know that it is at that same time that you also get translated. Who then prepare? But there is no, you see, communication in that kingdom is so tight. They can't send that to us. They can't. Yet they know something is about to happen in terms of resurrection. Well, I have a lot to share with you on that, but maybe next week. But today, let's let's just touch on some few areas. I was about to throw in a question there. <laughs> uh, death is something that um, of course Jesus dealt with. Mm -hmm. To a point where what we experience has to be regarded as sleep yeah. and not death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jesus has made it possible for the dead to become alive again. He made it possible for the dead to be raised. <laughs> Once you die, let me put it that way, because we have those that are supposed to die. 
because they have not had access to this eternal life. They are not born again. Some of them are watching me today. Not born again. There is coming a time when you realize fully that it was an it was a disadvantage not to be born again. You know and you will realize that it wasn't a wise decision not believing in Jesus who is both the Son of God and God at the same time. Now, death comes to prove you wrong. When people die, before they are resurrected, they enter into another life. Imagine, you die in the next three seconds, because death is a process. When you have fully died, okay? Because I've said people are dying. Yes as our bodies are deteriorating and our cells are dying. It's a process. There comes a time when you then cross the line and you're officially dead. You find yourself entering into another space. where what is happening there is life. But that's before resurrection. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. Your body is buried and your body is yet to be raised from the dead. And yet whilst you are dead, you are living another life before you are raised from the dead. You are finding yourself alive. How do I explain this? You are alive today. Then you die. Your body gets buried. While they are busy preparing your body for burial, you are already alive. You can observe, you can see, you can, there is a way of knowing even where they buried your body. It will be easy for you to locate your body, whether they throw it in the sea. Okay? Yes, now, this is a dead man looking over his body. He is intelligent, he is smart enough to know where his physical body was buried. This is happening during his death. All this is happening after the man is dead. Now, how is it that he is alive even before he is resurrected physically? I want you to, I want you to see how many lives are lived. 
how many lives are lived. Now, let me show you something here. Please do. You see, when, when a man dies, you immediately find yourself in a, an area, this is a place, it's a region beyond any argument. Everything you once argued about becomes real. If your thinking was there is no life after death, death then comes to prove you wrong. Death says to you, I've come to show you that there is indeed life after me. In this life, if we have hope in Christ, only in this life we have all men, the most miserable. Now, watch what happens. People can argue. People can have different views, different doctrines. People can come up with even different Bibles, different commentaries and different concordances and different... Now, hear me. Death is what brings an end to every argument. Everything that the preacher told you about the Christ, that he is the most powerful and you disagreed with him, death brings you to that reality where you now can look at him and you have to bow down and you have to close your eyes because you realize that even what the preacher said concerning his power was insufficient. You realize that what they said concerning his power wasn't enough to describe him. And death comes to prove you wrong. You are struggling day in, day out, trying to locate the true man of God. And you search on the internet, 
you go through newspapers, you go through online media platforms, who is true, who is true, who is false, who is true, who is, who is false. Where do I find a true man of God? And your journey has revolved around the discovery of a true man of God. This one is false, this one is true, this one is false, this one is true. <laughs> we'll keep on arguing for the next, I don't know how many years. What brings an end to that adventure is death. You want to know. You don't want to postpone your knowledge and your discovery. Don't keep on researching. Don't keep on opening books and die. Die. I promise you this, my brother, my sister, I guarantee you this. <laughs> you will blame me in the world to come if I lie to you. You want to know the truth immediately. Just die. Every argument vanishes like Jew. Mm -hmm. Goes away like mist. Once you enter into that dimension, the, the, the law that operates there is called truth. Suddenly, you know who is false and you know who is true. Including the ones that you rejected. You'll know this was the most correct and accurate man of God. But you are within a dimension where Choice is no longer possible. Do you want to know whether your man of God is a true man of God? I've said, stop struggling in that area, just die. And you also notice that it wasn't necessary trying to find out who is true, who is false. You had Jesus closest to you. And the exercise wasn't worth it. So, whichever way, whether you struggle, you don't find a true man of God to follow. But I encourage you at least find Jesus. And make sure that you have your hope in him. You can come out of this church, you can leave this man of God, but I encouraging you never to lose him in the process. Death introduces you to the most accurate information. You now know while you are there but behind me, who is true and who is false. But there is no way of letting your loved ones know who to follow. Mm. What you don't believe today, the world to come that we try to explain to you and to you is like a mysterious thing that can never be found in existence. Death will come to prove you wrong. 
the life that is lived after this life, the life that you never think is possible, death comes to drag you into that life and you will see the possibility of such a life. It doesn't take you years, even if Jesus is to delay, make a mistake of dying now. Everything, you will have a way of knowing what was a lie and what was, what was the truth. So for all the resources, of all the areas that you can dig into trying to find the truth, please don't leave out death. Just die and find out. If you are so desperate for the truth, you have been lied to and you are tired. You are so, you are craving for the truth. Die. You tell us what are you seeing now? What is there? Oh, you are found in a location that you never thought existed and yet preachers were trying to convince you that there is such a life after this. We have tried by all means trying to use illustrations, but you're just like a little boy in the village who is confined to his own level of civilization, trying to convince that young boy that there is a machine that can cook this food in five minutes. Within his little finite mind, he cannot fathom such a thing because he has been made a guard and an overseer of a little pot with sugar beans and he's been watching over it from morning till evening. Mm -hmm. Trying to tell him there is another level of civilization beyond what you're having here in the village. That life to come is so hard for him to comprehend. Young man, people can travel at a thousand kilometers an hour. Ten kilometers above sea level. <laughs> is there such a life? Yes, there is. Death will introduce you into that rea reality. Let's talk all we want. Let's write every peace of mind that we think we have. The richest people are dying. The poorest of them all are also dying. They are meeting in a place where all of them are wandering and they are shaking and waiting for the next order to be given. Because there, there is one who is in charge, no matter what you have, no matter who you are. A 
rich man who had a thousand bodyguards, suddenly he finds himself alone. And you're called by your name to come forward. No one is there to offer you the service that you once enjoyed. It's game over. Where is my boy? Where is my... They tell you, death has come to prove you wrong. Those guys can protect you in that life, but in this life, the only protection was the decision that you were supposed to have made. Mm. And you thought it was a lie. You're welcome. So tell us of the 50 years that you lived. You never, you never at any point wanted to find out what brought you into that existence. Did you have the power to bring yourself into being? What made you doubt the existence of the creator of everything that you saw in existence? Did you have the ability to create yourself? No, sir. How can you be there? And I'm not there. How is it possible that the creation can exist and there is no creator of the, that creation? Ah. Now we have to look at the life. You see, the same thing that you've seen happening, we had life before Adam and after Adam there was life but before Adam came into existence the life that was there before him had to be cut off that is why last time I brought in an issue to say even had he not eaten mm, mm of the tree mm. of knowledge of mm. good and evil, he still was going to, to die. And some people were shocked. Mm. Ah, because to them, they believe that death wasn't in existence by then. Forgetting that there was the first flood before Adam that came not to bless the people, but to kill. And for them to have died, it means now death is in existence even before Adam was created, even before Adam died. It will happen one of these days. I'm not here to uh, terrify you. I don't make use of death to intimidate people. <laughs> I'm a preacher of life. But yes. Listen to me. 
all these theories that you have, all these ideologies, doctrines that you are holding on to so dearly at the expense of living a life with Christ. A day is coming when they pronounce you dead. And people close to you, because you are so dear to them, they will do everything possible. Sell the car, sell the house, so that you get proper treatment from the ailment that you have. But there is coming a time when your situation will be at a point where it is beyond their reach. They pull off their gloves and they say, we are sorry, there's nothing else that we can do. And when that day comes, there is no warning. There are no signs right now. You feel like you still have a long way to go. What is in your mind right now is to push the next agenda that you have in this world. And yet, if your hope is only in this life, you have all men the most miserable. Is it bad for me to have the best business? It is good for you to have the best business. But if your hope in Christ is only attached to this life, So he calls every activity that we are having in this life miserable. Mm. Mm. We have people that we have lost in this life. brothers, we have sisters that we have buried. Mm. Committed members. We have pastors that we have buried. Pastors that I love. There are men that I've found to be so good, so good. And you can't imagine a world without them. Certain images that keeps flashing back in your mind and you wake up in the morning and you know, I have never going to meet him again physically. You've lost your wife, you've lost your husband, you've lost your child. And there's no mistake again that you'll ever see that person physically in this life. I have people like that, that when I think of them, 
I look at all the pleasures of this life and I wonder, is this earth ever going to be an interesting place? If this is how people have to depart, if people can sit down just for the love of money and come up with inventions called diseases and pandemics, and people can die just like rats and they fall like flies. Is this the way to go? If earth has surely become like this, then you start praying, come Lord Jesus, come. Come Lord Jesus, come. Earth ceases to be an interesting place, especially when you keep losing good people. They are all going. Then what are we here to do? What are we here to do? The truth that you are denying today and you think it is a lie that there is life after death, billions that have gone are now in agreement with that idea that there is indeed life after death. There's just few people in existence arguing. End of the age. Everything we do, we have to do it with this knowledge, knowing that our hope in Christ is not only limited to this life and this existence. There is something bigger and greater beyond what we can see today. Should you go to bed today and never rise up again? The question is, now, where are you? Where did we lie? Isn't this the man that you said? He doesn't exist. Isn't this the place you said? It's not there. Mm. Mm. Can you send us a message from there. No, you can't. And you look back and you see your brothers and you see your sisters still arguing with preachers over the same matter that you have proven to be true. What do you do? It's not given to you to preach to them. It is given to those alive to preach to them. Mm. Yeah. He's coming soon. And the day rapture takes place that is going to become one of the greatest awakenings. It's going to become a reality mm. Mm. that those people that we thought were the most miserable, they've gone. And 
moment reality settles in and you have to make a decision. I have to choose to believe him now when it's too late. Because I should have chosen to believe him then. When he could still be found. Seek me while I'm still found. Let me ask you this question, even if you were to be given a hundred years more. If you are 10, if you are 20, you think a hundred years is quite a lot. You just wait until you are 99. You look back, you wonder, how did I, how did I come, how did I get here out? It's like a flash. So if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we have all men the most miserable. It is what you do now that determines who you become later. Oh, these prophets, these men of God, they just come to lie and then they I have told you, prove me wrong, die, and tell me I'm lying. We are just starting to touch on this subject. That's what I'm realizing. But we can't get into the scriptures now. I have to let you go and rest for a while. I'll be back with you again on Sunday and we deliver to God's people miracles that he wants them to have before the last harvest of souls. But before I let you go, if you are here and you know that you are not born again, there is no any other way don't give this event a try. Make a decision today. You just say, I might not be convinced. I'm not sure whether Jesus exists, but let me just give it a try. Who knows? What do I lose if I receive a personality that is non-existent. What do I lose? Let me just try it. Just try it. Just, just, just be careful with your life. Just be careful. What do you lose? What do you lose? Out of that doubt, even without enough faith, just try it. Just try it. You have nothing to lose here. But what if that is the case. What if he is the only way? What if he is the only answer? What if he was true when he said, without me you can do nothing? What if he is indeed the door? What if that is true? Choose to believe him. I will find out the rest later. But as of now, I want to be born again. You open your mouth and you say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, 
I receive you today. I receive you today. Because you received me 2000 years ago. Because you received me 2000 years ago. I choose to believe in you. I choose to believe in you. I choose to doubt the devil. I choose to doubt the devil. I choose to choose your love. I choose to choose your love. I accept that your Lord I accept that you are Lord, the Lord of my life. The Lord of my life. You came here. You came here. You lived. You lived. You died. You died. You were raised from the dead. You were raised from the dead for my sake. For my sake. And because you were raised from the dead, and because you were raised from the dead, I will also be raised from the dead. I will also be raised from the dead. Be my Lord from today. Be my Lord from today. May my sins be forgiven. May my sins be forgiven. Let your blood wash me. 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 Make me whole today. Make me whole today. And make me complete. And make me complete. Make me acceptable. Make me acceptable. Into the presence of the Father. Into the presence of the Father. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Thank you for making me new again. Thank you for making me new. I'm your child. I'm your child because I'm born again. Because I'm born again. And my life is secure. My life is secure. And I know I'm safe. And I know I'm safe. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. You're born again, child of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. You now have a new lease of life. Thank you, Father. Don't fear what the enemy, what the devil, what the situation around you might suggest. You're safe. You're in good hands. And I think until we meet again you can dismiss the people thank you wow what a what a splendid thing you have done um we rejoice with you and we celebrate with those that have received the lord jesus as their lord and savior now if you are new to this you need more information please contact our team on the whatsapp numbers they'll be happy to assist you give you more information and be there for you and explain more about this new life as we are carried into this glorious and wonderful experience of having Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Till we meet again next time. Shalom.